0: All right, welcome to the "We're Having a Good Time" podcast. My name's Dusty Slay, and she's Hannah Hogan,
1: and I'm having a good time today.
0: Yes, we are having a good time. Uh, we're back in Nashville. We've been uh, both been on the road a bit. Uh, we have a hot, hot podcast lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to talk conspiracy. We got a uh, Donald Trump is a time traveler slash Nikola Tesla slash John Teeter uh, I don't know if you've heard any of this stuff before but there's a lot of stuff a lot of weird stuff lining up with it that makes it all seem uh, uh plausible
1: yeah I mean I don't know maybe you've been spending too much time watching mainstream news like CNN or Fox but we got the real hot news tip that Donald Trump current sitting president is a time traveler
0: yes and if you... You know, if you want to see where some of this is coming from, there's a, a young conspiracy theorist on YouTube called Kendall Ray. That's where we're getting this information from. She did a video on both Donald Trump, the time traveler, and uh, John Teeter.
1: And she's also uh, got some really nice makeup, so you could get a conspiracy theory and probably a makeup tutorial in there as good well. Good nails, good hair. She could probably tell you how to deal with your brows.
0: Yeah, yeah so it's an all in one podcast and I believe she also is smoking a bit of weed on the podcast yeah, yeah. or or either it's a uh, just a regular uh uh cigarette vape pen
1: it's fun to see pretty girls doing conspiracy theories and you know i want uh, equal representation in my conspiracy theory uh youtubers and i find that in her
0: yeah yeah i mean typically it's all basement dudes but there's a few people there's a there's a new popular uh conspiracy culture out there right now uh, yeah we're trying to get in on that you know <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we're already in it in terms of our hobby, lifestyle, things that we watch in our spare time. But now we think, you know what? Like Dusty's pretty much finished YouTube in terms of conspiracy theory watching, and you're ready to preach.
0: Yeah, we have got a real platform now, and uh, I've done a couple of comedy clubs, and we're ready to uh, ready to start selling the world on some some info.
1: Yeah, we well, we want the world to know. I mean, you know, we
0: basically I want people to know that if you don't. Like what you're seeing on T V right now, there is a whole world out there of fun, entertaining things. You don't have to believe it, but YouTube is filled with creative people creating things that aren't that, you know, aren't mostly aren't being censored.
1: Yeah, do you ever walk around in your day to day life thinking there's gotta be something more to this or this doesn't add up or why does this happen? If you're the kind of person that has those questions, why don't you go ahead and get on YouTube?
0: And just type in whatever question it is that you have. I guarantee, you, just like that that guy that we were watching—I forget his YouTube—but that young
1: Studio ninety five,
0: yeah, that young little fat kid, and he <laughs> Studio was 95. yeah Studio ninety five, and he was uh, he was pumping out some hot info. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his conspiracy. What was it?
1: I mean, his conspiracy was about celebrities. Oh,
0: Britney Spears was a cover up for. George W Bush issues of
1: Nash. destruction yeah yeah
0: so that conspiracy' is coming up and but first uh, like I say we're comics so we want to talk about where we've been and uh, Hannah would I'd like Hannah to go first and tell us about her weekend
1: yeah so I just uh, spent a really nice relaxing weekend in my home uh, town in uh, Nashville Tennessee I was at Zany's comedy club had a great time I was Uh, featuring this weekend for a gentleman named J.P. Spears. Now, speaking of YouTube stars, J.P. Spears is a YouTube star. He has like over millions of hits on YouTube, and he does satirical self-help videos, parodies of self-help. And uh, and so I featured for him, and uh, he was there all weekend. We had a great time. He's a really nice guy, very cool dude. And he actually told me that, because I was kind of wondering about Um, like how did you get started? You just want to be famous on YouTube and you want to make fun of self-help people, but he actually was a self-help guy and he would just went on the internet to try to expand his business. And then he would throw in jokes here and there. And then those jokes would like help him get more hits. And then he just fully, fully fledged became, uh, the guy that makes fun of the business that he legitimately did at the time.
0: So he expanded his business. Uh, by making fun of what he does yeah
1: yeah he did and he's really nice he's kind of like a hippie dude he's about like living the now but and all that kind of stuff and his fiance was with him um this weekend as well really nice uh girl named amber and uh she was telling me we talked one time in the green room for quite some time she does ayahuasca retreats in peru Oh, yeah. And so ayahuasca is a very potent healing drug, is what she called it, uh, where she would go on and lead healing retreats with people, basically like uh, an acid trip to the 10th degree.
0: Nothing like getting self-help from a drug addict. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that was the interesting part about her was like she didn't seem like a drug addict. She's not a drug addict. She's like a hippie, basically, like a yoga blogger girl. And she'd spent the last five years in Costa Rica just kicking it with some shamans and basically leading Americans, I think mostly. To hell. (laughs) Well, certainly. (laughs) I mean... I mean, I had first heard of ayahuasca because uh, Chelsea Handler had an episode called Chelsea Does, and then Chelsea Does Drugs one episode, and then she goes and does this ayahuasca retreat. And apparently, like, this is why I Everybody
0: was... does it, then they throw up, and then the trip yeah. really hits them.
1: Yeah, and she calls throwing up purging. Yeah. And uh, now, you know, I've always been interested in these things, but I've always stayed away from any other hard drug other than— cocaine or then marijuana <laughs> but, then <cocaine. laughs> but no i've always been afraid to do hard drugs because i'm afraid of what's behind the curtain you know dusty you know that i have nightmares i have some night terrors i'm a little bit of a damaged tortured person at times and i'm afraid if i put too much chemicals on my brain it'll unleash as you said a demon
0: yeah they always uh had said that you know like acid opens up parts of your brain and it's like do i want those opened up Yeah. Do I?
1: Oh, I don't. I mean, they open up sometimes if I just, you know, eat too much cheese. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. I'm
0: not saying that I've not opened those parts of my brain before, but I'm saying as a grown man, I have bills, I have uh, jobs and stress. You know, I don't know that I need to be opening up all my, maybe parts of my brain close at different times to help me relax. Maybe I don't need to open them all up. Yeah. All the problems come rushing in.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: People tell me about doing these type of drugs, they end up. This guy was telling me after a show the other day that he he did something like maybe it wasn't ayahuasca, it was some other uh, DMT, which I think is the same drug.
1: I think it is. Too.
0: One's a synthetic, one's a natural. But he was like told me he went down like this this big tunnel. And then he ended up in this place and there were all these like insect-like people sitting on these thrones. And then he started freaking out and then it just – he went backwards through the tunnel and then ended up back at home. And I was like, I don't need that. In my life. I don't need to see no insect like people sitting on thrones. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's terrifying. It's terrifying to think that if you, you know, put certain substances in your body, all of a sudden you see these things. I mean, does it mean that they're around us currently, but because we're not high, we can't see them?
0: Yeah. I've had, yeah. I mean, that's, it's like, uh, uh parallel realms, like there's spiritual realms existing around us right now. We take the drugs, the veil comes down, and then we're like, oh, you've been there the whole time. Yeah. That's terrifying. I mean,
1: <laughs> it is terrifying. I have a friend who suffered from depression, severe depression. He had a lot of trauma in his childhood, and he swears by mushrooms. Now he's gone for sure insane in the last few years. I haven't talked to him in a little while. Shout out to my friend. Um, Should I say his name? Nah. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's insane. His name is this. Look him up on Facebook. He's
1: he's such a cool dude though, that he, he would be fine if I said that about him, but he's, he's, he claimed that he had gone insane, then started to basically take magic mushrooms as a therapeutic healing thing and that it like right. helped him like work through his trauma that it cured his depression so he's telling me it cured his depression but then i'm looking at him being like dude you've gone crazy
0: yeah you're depressed right now
1: well i mean you're worse than depression you're like manic depression mm-hmm. you know and but he claimed that you know depression kept him from bad things so i mean i'm not going to take that away from him it's it's his own experience but i've i have heard that like there's a
0: wait depression kept him from bad things
1: no mushroom's Kept him from severe depression. And I'm alluding to suicide. Okay. And, uh, but I, I think there's a, like a chemical in mushrooms called psilocybin or something like that, that is supposed to be this healing thing. And I have heard
0: that, that it could cure depression.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say like with mushrooms and weed, especially cause it's you know, natural from the earth that God or the earth has given us these things yeah. for healing properties. And you know, if used correctly, we could, we could use it as a healing
0: Yeah, I think some of it is very natural. I think some of it, they've definitely figured out how to amplify it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not against it. Yeah. But I'm saying, I don't, I mean, I think like weed in the 90s is different from weed now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like watermelon used to have seeds in it. Now it's all seedless.
1: Yeah, you see the size of these apples out here? Yeah. I mean... Or non-organic apples are delicious and huge, but I don't eat those big apples. I get those tiny apples because that's what apples should look like when they grow off a tree. They should be tiny. Yeah. Should fit in my little hand.
0: So you, so you, yes, yes, agreed. I hate when I go and try to get some chicken at the grocery store and it's only these giant chickens. I'm like, mmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want these injected hormonal chickens. Yeah. All right, so so you worked with J.P. Spears, is his oh, name?
1: Oh, J.P. Spears, yeah. Is
0: it Spears or Sears? It's Sears. Sears. J.P. Okay.
1: Sears, and uh, and so I was with him. Well, I actually also hosted for Kevin Farley on Thursday night. Yep. Um,
0: brother of Chris Farley. Brother
1: of Chris Farley, and uh, he was a really nice guy. Enjoyed working with him. And then I thought I had the day off on Sunday. a Little mix up with the features, but I ended up driving down to Huntsville, Alabama went to stand up live and then also featured for series. Right. Well,
0: two great clubs that you worked zanies and stand up live. It was, great a really, clubs. It was a
1: really a come up for me in Alabama. I've shared before on my social medias that I have some issues sometimes performing in the state of Alabama, but I had a really good show. I felt good about myself and I feel slightly redeemed.
0: Great. Well, great. Yeah. Well, uh, I went to, I left, uh, Wednesday last week, uh,
1: you a could, long journey, Dusty. A week
0: ago, I left with Aaron Weber, and we drove up to Traverse City, Michigan. We stayed at an Econo Lodge there, which we thought was going to be awful. It was not. It was very nice for an Econo Lodge, much like our Super 8 experience. Like It's like that's not the hotel you want to be at, but it was the best of the best of those. But we stayed there, and then we performed at a place called like, Streeters. And I've got a video coming out of that. Much like we just released a video on YouTube, it's 20 minutes. It's terribly long. You don't have to watch it, but if you'll find it entertaining. It, me and Hannah in Lowell, Arkansas at The Grove. Uh, so it just gives us the, – the idea of that video is just like gives a little insight into our travels and what it's like to get to the gig, how the shows look, and then what it's like coming home and our different moods, and we try to really show that. And so I'm working on one right now that I've done with Aaron Weber uh, about – Uh, This trip that I just did. So I went to Traverse City, performed at a place.
1: uh, This is up in Michigan. Up
0: in Michigan, Traverse City, Michigan. Took me 10 hours to get there, and then we performed. We didn't have a large crowd, but the crowd that we had uh, was really into it, and it was a lot of fun. Sold a couple of shirts. And then the next day, we drove up to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is across the bridge into the Upper Peninsula which I, up until a couple of years ago, I've been there a couple of times now, but a couple of years ago, I had no idea that it even existed because Michigan looks like an upside down peninsula. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it looks like Florida flipped over. I always thought that the upper peninsula was just that top part. Yeah. And it turns out it's a whole other place up there. Yeah. So we go up there and this is known to me to be an awful gig. This is... Uh, now, I, I like the club. I actually like the people there.
1: It's a casino, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I like the bookers who book that. Everything about it is great, but for some reason, the gig was never good. They had a huge dance floor in between and no tables, so it was a giant space. So I got there this time. I had prepared Aaron for this to be the worst gig of his career thus far. And the guy had put in ta- had put tables on the dance floor. So suddenly, this awful gig turned out to be boom. It was popping. We had a great time. I did. I mean, I did crowd work for probably 45 minutes of my hour uh, because that's what you have to do. But it was great. Uh, a lot of cigarette smoke in the air. Uh, tough to see people through the smoke, but people were at those tables. Great gig. We gambled a bit. Me and Aaron, we both put a little money down. I put $20 down. Immediately, I won $20, put that ticket in my pocket, spent the rest of the 20 that – uh, that I had chose to spend, broke even. Uh, then we went to Minong, Wisconsin, which is all the way across the peninsula of Upper Peninsula. Uh, we, we drove by Lake Superior, which even in May was still covered with ice and snow. Got a lot of pictures of that. And then Minog, Wisconsin is a population... Uh, oh, I stopped at this place uh, about... Uh, halfway through Wisconsin. It was called Dusty's Saloon. And I thought, well, that's hilarious. So me and Aaron were like, we're going to stop in there. I'm going to run in, give the give them a couple of CDs. Because my name's Dusty, and this is Dusty's Saloon. And, and that's we're just... We're
1: piecing it together. That's
0: the kind of stupid things I like to do. So I went in. It's it's It was almost... It was daytime, but the bar was pretty packed. And it's like the music stopped when I walked in. Everybody turned and looked at me, and I just kind of shuffled onto the corner. And I saw this guy behind the bar, and I was like, hey... I'm a comedian. I'm traveling through town. My name's Dusty. I just want to give these to you. And he goes, well, I'm not Dusty. And I'll go, okay, yeah, I'm just giving these to the bar. He goes, Dusty's dead, but everything's fine. (laughs) And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to leave that with you. I'm going to go ahead and take off.
1: It Uh, seemed like he wasn't picking up what you were
0: doing. Not at all.
1: Literally not picking it up.
0: Not picking it up. So who knows? That CD's probably in the trash. Um or maybe I have a bunch of fans at Dusty's saloon now. Yeah. But then I went on to Minong, Wisconsin. Minong, Wisconsin is population five hundred and twenty seven people. And it's owned by uh or I guess the town's run by or the home office for Jack Link's beef jerky is there. Right. John Link signed my check for the and this was at that was like big time. Yeah. This is at like the Minong Community Center. Which summer is coming and people in that part of the country, once summer comes, they don't want to sit inside. So it was uh, very – not a lot of people attended that show and they were older. So it took me a minute to really get them on my side. And I had this older guy with a big beard and suspenders right in front of me. And almost every premise that I started, he went, wow, (laughs) wow, (laughs) wow, (laughs) wow. I mean, it was, I'd be like, uh, I stay in a lot of hotels. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one time I said, oh, a lot of these jokes aren't really hitting here in Meinong." He was like, it's not just Meinong." It's like, what are you traveling around with me? You're <laughs> like a follower of mine. Uh turns out it was his first comedy show so he knows nothing he's talking about and there was another lady in the back that Aaron was telling me about that she would do the same thing at premises but she would it'd be like uh, i got a new tv recently she's like uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> it's like none of my jokes are edgy you know uh-oh wow and that's uh but it was a good show we had a good time then we went to Duluth Minnesota the next day
1: this is this is just a string of one-nighters in a row yeah Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. And we went to Duluth, Minnesota, and we went to the aquarium, uh, which is an awful, awful aquarium. We paid $20. We get in there. God, I,
1: how many comedians have been to aquariums?
0: Like this this, this turtle cage, this turtle never moved the whole time, and the water was very dirty. I think he's dead. I think the turtle was dead, but they were like, hey, we don't have a lot of aquariums. Let's leave him in there till we get the new turtle. They won't know the difference. And it was inside this room. It was a cage. It was like a bird cage. And they were like, you know, supposed to be, they were like live birds in here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I saw one bird in the corner that could have just been a stuffed bird because it never moved.
1: That sounds super shady.
0: Yeah. And then there was a, um, a sign on the door on the way out that was like, you know, watch for birds. Don't let them out of the cage. It's like, what do I work here now? You know what I mean? don't employ me here you know what I mean but it's like I wanted there to be a live bird I wanted a bird to fly out just so I could see some movement in this aquarium and then we get to the otter cage there's no otters in there and then even one of the waterfalls at the otter cage was dried up and then we found this fish expert she was a volunteer fish expert and uh Aaron had a great joke about her that I won't tell I'll let him have and uh I'll let him tell at his own time But he,
1: uh, keep us in suspense here.
0: (laughs) And, uh, but she was like, I was asking her about the fish and she was like, well, I've almost got all the fish names memorized. It's like, there's 10 fish in here. It's like, and plus the names are all written down beside here. We don't need that. Tell us something about the fish, you know, but she was right. And then at one point we talked to her for a long time, and then at one point she was like, "Why is my phone going off? Oh, my shift's over." And then she just left. <laughs> <laughs> so she was done with us.
1: That sounds like the crappiest aquarium, like a real waste of money. How much money did you put on that? Twenty bucks. She's you better off if you just go and gambling. Yeah, see Saint
0: I don't want to trash Duluth. I do enjoy Duluth, and the and the gig Dublin pub was really fun. I always like doing that gig, so I'm not trashing any of these places. But that aquarium was week
1: well I, I think that it's okay to say hey this business needs work it yeah. needs improvement it
0: needs improvement you know there was a guy when we're we, not
1: going on yelp giving it one star
0: when we were leaving there was this old man and he was like do you mind if i take pictures in here they were like yeah he was checking it he was coming in we were leaving and i heard him go you mind if we take pictures in here and they were like no as long as there's no flash photography he was like oh great so I see him going out to his car, getting his camera out of there, and I just thought, man, that guy's going to be
1: pissed. It's weird, though, too, that they live in Duluth way up in the um, northern Wisconsin when they would have plenty of nature. They're sitting right on a great lake. I mean, there's got to be a, plenty of wild yeah. and aquatic life around them.
0: This was the Great Lakes Aquarium, which is why we wanted to go in there. We thought, wow, cool, we'll see the fish of the Great Lakes. Yeah. It's was just BS up in there. Yeah, it was a puffer fish, and she was like, the fish expert was like, he's only puffed up one time since he's been here. And I'm like, well. <laughs> what
1: does that mean, puffed up? Like- well,
0: the, it's when they get agitated. A puffer fish puffs up, and its spikes come out. Oh, yeah. And and she was trying to tell us how great the aquarium is, how calm everything is, how wonderful the fish are, and it's like, yeah, I'd like to see him puff up, though. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, when her shift's over, she gets out of there. It can't be that great. Yeah. She just She's just clogging in and clogging out. She's yeah. that mesmerized by the place.
0: And then the last gig, after we left Duluth, we went to Harris, Michigan, which is back on the Upper Peninsula. And is another casino, which this casino was popping. And uh, we walked in. It was Mother's Day. It was going on. You know what I mean? There was balloons, and people were gambling, and it was cha-ching, cha-ching, ching ching but the show came around, and the people loaded into there. It was actually a pretty pretty full room. But the MC goes up, and he goes uh, – he's a radio guy. And he goes, hey, I'm so-and-so radio guy in town, and we got a comedy show for you. Uh, let's get our first comic up here. Give it up for Aaron Weber. And it was like that was his whole intro. People were still getting themselves situated. Mm-hmm. Then Aaron comes up. Uh, he struggles up there, and then I go up, and then I struggle up there. And there's like a biker table, like a really rough-looking biker table, like – one guy's missing an eye. One guy's got a bad arm. Another guy's got a big beard, and, uh, uh, and they just kept interrupting me. And they were having fun. But it's also like I want them to tell them to shut up. But also I'm like. I don't want to upset these biker guys in the middle of nowhere, upper peninsula of Michigan. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Well, it's like, why are those dudes up there?
0: <laughs> right, right. And he was like, one time talking about working at the paper mill, he was saying he he was putting in his two weeks notice. And I was like, well, you must be pumped about that. And some other lady that worked at the paper mill goes, Hey, watch it now. And it's like, it's like <laughs> take it easy guys. I'm not, I'm not trashing the paper mill and the
1: paper mill is doing fine. Okay, it's one of the l- oldest <laughs> industries in America. You're gonna be just fine. People be- need paper.
0: People are so sensitive about whatever it is that that they're dealing with, and um, and uh, and then we drove home the next day, and uh, we had a great time.
1: It's uh, a long trip. A lot of like one nighters in a row is yeah. very exhausting.
0: And this weekend, uh, Friday is my birthday, May 18th. Uh, This weekend, we're going to see my younger sister graduate. She's graduating high school uh, on my birthday. And so we're going there this weekend. And then Tuesday, you'll be at Tuesday the 22nd, I think, is when that'll be.
1: I'm really glad that you said May 18th. For some reason, I thought it was tomorrow. I thought it was the 17th.
0: Yeah, May 18th is my birthday. <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry. That's okay. I I don't know why I thought it was the 17th. Well,
0: if this were reversed and I'd forgotten yours, this would be a real issue, but I'm cool about it.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Does that happen? Okay, good. I just wanted to know how I would react in hypothetical situations.
0: And uh, Good to know. But the 22nd, you go to the Stardome. Yes. And who are you featuring for? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you'll be at the Stardome featuring?
1: I never really check who I'm
0: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So if any of my Birmingham friends are listening to this podcast, go check out Hannah at the Stardome next week.
1: Birmingham, Alabama, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And if
0: any of my Opelika friends are listening, I'll be around a little next week. Let's hang. And, And then the next weekend, I'll go to Tampa, Florida, the 24th through the 27th. I'll be featuring for John Reap. I will also be headlining the early show on Saturday. 6 p.m. show at Saturday at Side Splitters. It's going to be an awesome time. It's
1: going to be a wild show you it's and be John a fun, Reap.
0: Yeah, me and John Reap, we're going to have a good time. There's
1: going to be a lot of accent. There going to be a lot of hats. There's going to be a lot of country talk down there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be There's a good time. Going to be
1: country down there.
0: So let's get into this uh let's get into this conspiracy.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a big one, and I mean, sometimes I'm a little reticent to talk about some of these conspiracies. I think that they're a little whack, but this one has everything you want in a good conspiracy. It's got time travel. It's got modern-day politics. It's got uh, sci-fi. It's got everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the important thing to always remember when we talk about podcasts is just because we're talking about it doesn't mean that we believe it, okay? It doesn't mean we don't. But it doesn't mean we do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this, this all starts off with Nikola Tesla. He was a scientist. Uh, He did all these crazy things. A lot of people say, some people say he was the smartest scientist there was. He was really a genuinely brilliant guy. Um, And he invented a lot of things.
1: Very much so ahead of his time,
0: right? Like and he it, was
1: creating he was he was creating things that the technology hadn't caught up to yet in his time,
0: right? And he predicted driverless cars and things like that, and I, I often wonder how those predictions work. I mean, are you just sitting around and going, one day there'll be driverless cars, and and then and then uh, somehow that's a prediction? Yeah. You know,
1: usually, you know, I'm sure he had to maybe sketch some stuff on a piece of paper. Yeah,
0: it's probably something. Okay, like, hey,
1: this is a lot like a Tesla or something yeah. like that.
0: So – and he invented a lot of things, but uh, allegedly he was very close to discovering time travel or had already discovered it. Some people believe that he was going back and forth between time, uh, so who knows? And then when he died, there was another scientist also uh, allegedly – I don't know a lot about it. I'm just judging this off a couple of videos that I saw, so these facts could be way off.
1: That's all the information you need.
0: Right. But apparently, there was a a scientist at the time, pretty pretty brilliant scientist by the name of John Trump, and John Trump, uh, the uncle of Donald Trump, uh, the president, he was sent in to dig through Nikola Tesla's stuff, see if he could find anything that was worthy of use, and after
1: basically hijack all of his work
0: yeah and after a lot of time he basically come back and said we didn't find anything
1: Mm. Mm, didn't you john (laughs) didn't you
0: right and a lot of people think that he did find the time travel stuff and and that he used it and that donald trump is a time traveler and that donald trump and then so you have these books that were written in 1890 by a completely different person. And it's about a character named Baron Trump. And he, they say his name is not Baron Trump in the book. His name is just Trump. And Baron is like his title or Baron is a descriptive term. Maybe the guy can't have kids. I don't know. And, and there's also, there's another book written. The second part of that series is called the last president. And then there's a character in there called Don, (laughs) <laughs> so Don and Baron are hanging out. And then Kendall- and his
1: wife is a Russian named Melania. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's well, crazy. Well,
0: they do talk about the Russians a little bit in these books too. They say there's a lot of crazy stuff in there, but a lot, of, a lot of stuff that kind of parallels. Apparently, Kendall Ray didn't talk about this, but in some of the pictures of the book, there's a guy that looks a lot like Mike Pence in the book too. mm so they think that they're all time travelers, that they've gone to the future, that they've that they saw the destruction that was coming to America, so he came back, decided to run for president, and try to stop some of the things that he foresaw coming in the future. Now Donald, that,
1: Donald Trump did Donald
0: Trump. Now this is not a political debate. This is not me saying that I think Donald Trump has come to save us. But in this uh um You know, In this conspiracy, that's what they're saying, that he went way to the future, and he saw the destruction that was coming to America, and he came back, and he said, I'm going to try to help. Now, I know that most people uh, think that Donald Trump is an evil dictator, so they'll never believe this conspiracy, and I'm not trying to convince you that it's real.
1: I'm not one of those people. I happen to believe that Donald Trump is a time traveler, and to me it explains a lot about his – Curious behavior, his vitality As like a 70-something-year-old man Got a lot of energy And uh, I do feel like you know Donald Trump has utilized social media In such a way that uh, No president before him Has done, and I feel like Donald Trump Is ahead of his time, and that is why I do endorse this theory Of Donald Trump being a time traveler
0: No question he's, he's got some Stuff going on, I mean, a lot of people want to Discredit it, but I mean, North Korea South Korea, potential, they've talked potentially are coming together which is amazing uh whether it's where no matter where you stand on the israel palestine thing i mean uh he's he's you know make whether
1: it. you stand on the gaza strip or you stand outside of it
0: yeah i mean he, he a lot of really big things are happening you know and so i mean it's like the guy you know and he's he's continually making more opportunities for females i mean the new head of the CIA is a female, whether you like her or not, she is a female. The the her his press secretary is a female, his
1: I mean, he's reignited Stormy Daniels' career. Yeah.
0: I mean yeah. I mean,
1: she was just making cameos in the forty year old virgin, and then now all of a sudden, bam.
0: Right. So I mean a lot of good things are happening. Well, a lot of things are happening, whether they're good or not, that stands out. But then there's another element to the okay, story. So this away is, from Trump.
1: This was one uh, portion of Time traveler, Donald Trump time traveler theory from Nikola Tesla. And now there's another portion connected, but you know, also separate from the time traveler theory.
0: This is about a guy named John Titter. We don't know how it's pronounced T I T O R. I like to say it, Titter. And John Titter, a lot of people think that that may be Donald Trump, that that may be because he is Donald J. Trump, right? So J.T., John Titter. Um, And that he was born in 1998, though, this guy, John Titter. And that he, in the year 2036, there was a war. There was a... Yeah, there's been a war, and he was sent back to 1975. Because 1975 had some significance to try to...
1: If you've seen the Terminator franchise, this is sort of along these lines.
0: yes. And so he made a stop in 2000, and he convinced his parents that he was him uh in the future and that he stayed with them and his baby self like he would have been like two years old so he's there with his self as a baby and his parents and he stayed for a little while and then apparently he just completely disappeared so people think he went on back to 1975 and he, he, uh,
1: but the whole thing about him, we know that he was – someone named John Titter existed in the year 2000 because just at the beginning of the advent of the internet, this guy named John Titter went on the internet and started to make these very wild, uh, salacious statements about the future, about yeah. things that were going to happen. And some of these things did happen. He predicted the challenger uh, – spaceship explosion in 2003 or 2004.
0: He predicted that the that the tw- uh, Twin Towers would come down in New York City.
1: Well, that doesn't make sense because that was in 1999.
0: That was in two thousand. Oh, that was
1: in 2001. Okay, sorry. My mistake.
0: Yeah. But he um, also, they say, uh, some of his other predictions, somehow, whatever time period that was, that he might have saved us from the Y2K disaster. Like, nothing happened. We all thought this major thing was going to happen and nothing happened. But they think that John Titter actually predicted that would happen and allowed for them to fix the problem.
1: And one of the theories about this idea is that, okay, so John Titter was born in 1998 and he came back – to the year 2000 from 2036 after he'd already been to 1975 and the idea that we were told in this video that we watched was that you can only travel like 20 to 30 years from your starting point because if you go like like 100 years ahead or behind time you really can mess up some stuff and so he could only really go within a certain bracket of, of of his time. So he could only go to 75. He could only right. go to 2,000.
0: And it's not necessarily just forward and backwards in time. They say it's parallel universes mm-hmm. so that many time travelers, many of yourselves could be traveling through time at the same time.
1: Yeah, and they talk about you know when sometimes you feel that, that sense of deja vu. Or um, uh, on UI, or melancholy, or these kinds of you know eerie feelings that every once in a while you'll feel, or or even just maybe like a connection with someone that like you'll meet someone, you have this like bizarre instant feeling of connection. That could be in another storyline in another time dimension. I mean, that person could could be your friend, could be your enemy, could be your lover. Oh, a
0: different... that's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: and, interesting. I didn't hear that.
1: Well, I made that up in my head. I I. I deduced what she was saying. And I'm like, cause sometimes I think about, you know, you meet someone, you feel a really strong connection with them. And you're like, why do I feel like that? I mean, it could just be sexual attraction, but it, also, <laughs> it could also be that I, in some other time dimension me and this guy, I've like he, you know, maybe I, maybe I meet a meetudum or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? There could be yeah. sh- there could be stuff well, going on yeah. in a different dimension, only accessed through a black right. hole. Right. I mean. This is my thing with YouTube videos. You take what they're telling you and you use some critical thinking skills right. and create your own. I mean, you, you got to create your own theory. You know, you got to take what you've been given.
0: Well, I've never.
1: I be- I've got a two year college education.
0: I believe in a lot of conspiracies, and I've never believed in time travel. I'm just not into it. I don't believe in it. But I think this is interesting because they said this guy, he said, you time travel in a car like Back to the Future. He said he wouldn't talk about sports or natural disasters. He wouldn't talk about sports probably because he didn't want someone like Biff taking over, who a lot of people also associate with Trump. They say that uh, the movie Back to the Future 2 is demonstrating Trump. And it is interesting because you have the Biff living in the big tower and he has a hot young wife that he's, well, she'd be the same age as him, but he's, uh, you know, you've seen Back to the Future too. Yes, so they say familiar. it's like Trump Tower. And then um, he said that he did have some wrong predictions, which is a bit debatable. He said that he predicted that there will be a civil war in 2005 in the country. And I guess depending on how you look at it, I mean, there's not an all out war, but there has definitely been a divide in this country that's been growing. Since you know, since you know that time, I mean,
1: right? Maybe he said some stuff to throw people off of his trail,
0: right? Right, could be it too. Because
1: if he was too right about things, then that would really cause a big stir. I mean, he could be like, you know, a prophet.
0: Because we're for sure divided right now. It's like just divided conversationally. Like you can't even have conversation with people right now about anything political because they hate. And I'm not talking. It's, it's no matter what side you're on, you're on. It's like you hate the other side, and so it's like it's so hard to just have a, a normal conversation. Like you can't talk about Trump and be like, "Oh, he did a good thing here. He did a good thing here." And they're like, "No, he's so evil." You know. Uh, conversely, the same thing with with Hillary Clinton. I mean, you can't. I mean, nothing. You can't be like, "Oh, she did a good thing here. She did a good thing here." Because it's.
1: You know, well, one thing you want to start to think about if John Titter is saying that he's come from 2036 and there's been a massive war in 2036. 2036- what we'll caused this war? What was this war? You know, and one of the things that John Titter says in um, in his post in 2000 was that people look back on this generation right now and hate us right. because we're a generation full of self selfish, narcissistic people. Right. Very lazy. Very lazy, and that and that we need to wake up and start being, I guess, kinder to one another and getting along more. because right. Because this um, one track selfishness is basically lending to our demise
0: in general though i think people are pretty nice to each other i feel like when i'm on the street when i'm in places when i'm visiting i'm visiting tons of different cities all the time i'm always in a different city Mm. and i find people to be pretty nice like i really enjoy them
1: but it behooves people to be nice to one another in real life because you need to function in the society right you see people's shadow side or real views or hateful feelings and angst, you know, which is not even bad to have these kinds of other sides of yourself, but they do come out on the internet. And I think that they're stirring things up totally. And I also believe that social media is definitely feeding into our narcissism Totally. and that we're increasingly becoming a selfish disconnected people. When we are actually social animals that definitely need a community to, to thrive and to feel well,
0: who's not bummed when they don't get a lot of likes, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly, Dusty. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 it's sad that that's what we're turning to now right. for satisfaction and to feel satiated emotionally is to go on the internet and get a bunch of strangers to validate us.
0: All right. Let's get a couple more John Titter things in.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, well, well. Let me ask you. Like, what? I mean, I like. I've never heard of him before. I think I've kind of heard about John, Donald Trump being a time traveler. But, I mean, I'm in or at least open to the idea that that that, that this guy was a time traveler or or that's or that time travel is possible. I believe that there is technology that has been created that we are not aware of.
0: well, I believe in the idea that we are I mean that there could potentially be these parallel universes happening at the same time, right or or a spiritual realm that we're not aware of yeah right and that we operate in this reality right but there could be another reality happening do you know what i mean
1: yeah there's definitely got to be another version of myself that didn't move to tennessee right
0: well think about the idea that when you're in a dream how real dreams can seem yeah so real that when you wake up you still are affected by it it's almost like you were in this world, you were existing, and then you wake up and you're like, you know, if it was a good dream, you're almost, you almost miss. You're almost like, oh, I just won the lottery. Dang. And, you know? And the
1: fact that our body needs us to go into that realm. Right. Our body requires us physiologically, physically, every, in every sense, we have to fall asleep or we'll go insane and die. Right. So the fact that our body needs us to step in. Or step out of this dimension, right? Is intriguing in itself,
0: and a lot of like I feel like I've read this about Buddhism that part of it was that you learn to uh, control your dreams. You learn to um, you learn to realize when you are in the dream state, and once you can figure that out, then you can stop dreaming because dreaming affects your sleep in a negative way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That if you are dreaming, that you are not getting the full rest that you need to be getting. That you need to shut those dreams off so that you can get full rest because if your mind is active, like in the matrix, your mind makes it real.
1: Right. Wait, how does that tie into Buddhism?
0: Just saying through meditation and through things like that, you learn to control that dream state.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I can see that. Sometimes you wake up out of a sleep like for whatever reason but you go back to sleep and you try to get back into that dream yeah
0: all right so i want to i want to do get a couple more john titter predictions here all right i mean he says that you know john i feel like that and i may have wrote this down wrong but he said that john john titter said that cern uh was creating artificial black holes uh or they were going to Which is true. It is happening. That's what they're trying to do, find dark matter. Do things. That's admitted. I mean, they say they don't even try to hide it. CERN is very strange, though. Check that out. And then it goes into talking about a little bit like Mandela effect, which I'm also not convinced that I believe in. You know, they say, like, that is like the the Bernstein bears. Like, that's how I remember them. But apparently it's Bernstein bears. And people remember Bernstein, but in every publication that you see... It's burn stain. So we're like, or something like that. It's different than what everybody remembers. And in every publication, you see it like there was a couple of other, uh, serials that it's like, we remember that like fruit loops. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I remember fruit being spelled out the actual word being spelled correctly and then loops. But now every, everything that you see is F O R F R O O T. Fruit loops. So, but you can't even find old pictures where it says the actual word fruit.
1: Well, that's very 19 George Orwellian. 1984 George Orwellian. Right. I mean, what they would do is, you know, whenever something would, if they were at war with some somebody called Eurasia, uh, there was two, there's three continents: Eurasia, Ocean Asia, Oceania, and East Asia. And um, Oceania was always at war with East Asia, unless they suddenly became more. With Eurasia. And then right. they would delete all of the history, all of the publications, all the announcements that said that they were fighting with uh, East Asia. And all of a sudden it would be like, no, we've always been at war with Eurasia. And, right. and And so they would have to delete everything and everybody would just accept, yes, that's right, we've always been at war right. with Eurasia. So that um, it was just like a, an extreme revisionist history.
0: Yeah. But, but the – yes, exactly. But the idea with the Mandela effect is that they go back in time – through CERN, they go back in time, and they just change it. And then now everything f- forward in time is printed that way.
1: It's crazy that, that our whole idea of history hinges on yeah. the changing of fruit Loops.
0: And it comes, yes, yes. And it comes from the idea that Nelson Mandela, uh, a lot of people believe that he died in prison. Mm-hmm. And then he, he didn't die. So people were like, that's like the Mandela effect in that. Wait, we thought he was dead. And now he's alive. So, all right. And he also said that Stephen Hawking would admit that his greatest failure was that he was wrong about black holes. And everybody called him crazy. Oh, that'll never happen. And then at the end of his career, he did say that he was wrong about black holes. I don't know what he was wrong about, but he did say that. Uh, And then he predicted wireless internet was another prediction. John Titter did? John Titter yeah. Because back back in the time when he came back and started communicating with people on internet forums, um they um they were all using wires. He mm-hmm. predicted wireless. Again, that's like predicting driverless cars. You know, you could be like, "One day you won't need a wire for this." And we're all like, that's stupid and then one day we have wireless and it's like
1: one day we won't even need a device it'll just be in our mind
0: well they're already saying that they have uh they're working on technology that can just read your thoughts so that you don't have to remember things or write them down or or really even talk it can just read your mind which is terrifying Mm. and also in china They have a social credit score basically that's starting where if you get – every people can rate you based – like if you're – a couple of examples like jaywalking or smoking in non-smoking areas can get you a lower social number. And if you get too low, you can't buy tickets for trains or airplanes. And stuff like that. So
1: I mean, that's definitely where it's going, the idea that you rate every person you meet so that when you meet a new person, you can just see their online uh, social score.
0: Black Mirror has a great episode on that, which is very scary. Uh, I'm not into that. I do not want to be rated by everyone I meet.
1: Yeah, but it may be unavoidable.
0: Yeah, it's terrifying.
1: Yeah. I mean, if people create... I mean, there was like a thing online a few years ago in toronto maybe it wasn't even just toronto but it was basically douchebag guys were outed by women on the internet on this website saying like this guy's a douchebag this guy you know did this and this to me and there was basically a forum that was saying like slimeball dudes in toronto right and they were all outed and certified by other women that had come forward about them so i mean there's right. it's definitely a I mean, you can. There's some good sides. Even on the internet, I mean, they created like blacklists of men in Hollywood that you know were assholes in writers' rooms and stuff like that. I mean, those those sorts of things are happening.
0: Yeah, there's some good sides to it, but it ultimately it's not going to be good. Any of those things. I mean, because then you get false information.
1: Well, not just that, but if if there's a social profile of you and you're basically being rated and adjudicated everywhere you go. Then your behavior starts to be uh, altered, and you are just performing a part of a human right. to get along and to do well. And
0: just like in nineteen eighty four, like yeah. even when you go home,
1: the, the thought police, the
0: TVs are watching you.
1: Yeah, the there's, TVs are watching you. There's microphones everywhere, and right. you can't even show an expression of. Uh, worry or fear or uh, malcontent right because they will see it and they will pounce on you right. and they will kill you in building 101
0: all right so let's wrap it up we
1: uh, not like we do that very often though uh. <laughs>
0: all right and uh, do you uh, you have anything else to add
1: I mean I believe in John titter free Don John titter um, I believe it Don Trump uh, Donald Donald Trump is a time traveler president. Um, It's probably the only conspiracy theory I can uh, very confidently stay behind.
0: Well, check it out. Kendall Ray has a couple of videos on that, and we're not connected with her at all, but we watched her videos. It's pretty entertaining. Check her out. Uh, Also, check out my uh, YouTube, Dusty Slay, uh, for – Uh, The video of The Grove that we put up, me and Hannah. We also got one that we did a few years ago going to Newport News. I have one going up to Fargo, and I have a new one coming out about my Upper Peninsula thing with Aaron Weber. Uh, So we got a lot of content coming out on YouTube. Uh, Hannah has a podcast called My Mom is Dead, a little bit of a darker podcast about you know just grief. And uh, our Twitters, uh, she's Miss Hannah Hogan. I'm at Dusty Slay. And, and if
1: you meet us in person, why don't you go ahead and start a uh, online uh, platform for us and just rate yeah. us as personalities.
0: And then tonight, if you happen to catch this podcast today, I'll be at Zany's uh, in Nashville doing my show, Dusty Slay's Grand old Comedy Show uh, at 7.30. We've got a hot lineup. It's going to be a good time. All my shows are at com, and all Hannah's shows are at com. Thanks for listening and we are having a good time.